Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the I Think It's a Classic podcast. I'm your host, Anna Scale, and joined by me is my co-host, John Brummer. John, how are you doing out there being joined by me? I am doing great <laughs> being joined by you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, shit, man, have you been listening to anything new lately? I honestly have not. Uh, I had a lot to um, get ready for this last weekend. And uh, to be honest, I didn't even really listen to the new stuff that I was supposed to listen to and learn. Somehow our show went off without a hitch, though. (laughs) I don't know how that happened, but whatever. Yeah, me neither. I haven't been listening to too much new music this week. I mean, uh, the new Cult of Luna was out, and I listened to that. But uh, Iggy Pop has a new album, along with Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, and I have yet to check either of those out. I thought you said the Nick Cave one hadn't come out yet. It just came out this week. Or or last week, as we're recording. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. And since we don't ever tell anybody when we're recording, this could have been four years ago. It was four years ago. So, yeah, Dig Lazarus Dig. Haven't heard it yet. <laughs> yeah. that 2011 or maybe even before that? <laughs> yeah. 2009? <clears throat> yeah, something like that. Uh, I got. I have a, an, a confession to make, though. What's that? I, I have um, dug into uh, my past, my teenage years, and I've uh, been listening to an album that I found I still really enjoy, as cheesy as it is. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear what it is. <laughs> it is uh, none other than the alternative speed metal classic Fear uh, <laughs> Factory's D-Manufacture. <laughs> you know, the, they get a lot of plays on um, uh, Liquid Metal, and it kind of mystifies me, but whatever. <laughs> that album hey, rules. Like I remember being younger, and I could never get into the album before that. Or the one after that, so I just kind of dropped off. But I still really fucking like Demanufacture. It is so fun and corny and like it's really clean and uh you know, just kind of it's it's like if a bunch of Terminators started a band. That's pretty much what it sounds like. I see. Yeah. I I have heard a little bit of it. Like I said, it gets played a lot. They play a lot of Fear Factory on on Liquid Metal. And uh I I have to admit, I don't hate it as much as I'm acting like I am right now. Um, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. No, it's it's I, it's I, it's kind of overly simple for metal. I mean, but they're just kind of just chugging along with the you know, it's a band that it was just like, all right, let's just focus on the parts of Slayer that aren't the leads. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That is singer has kind of a Pantera almost thing going on when he has clean vocals. Kind of that not quite grunge warble. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like more like the, uh, how, how would it go? Like, uh, <laughs> oh, see, I'm getting too yarbly. Oh, oh, it's man. Like, that's how I, pre- yeah. Ah. They, I've always thought Fear Factory should have done the He-Man theme song because I thought Christian Overwold's <laughs> vocals would be great. Saying He-Man! 
<laughs> yeah, th this will be a good way to, to advertise this episode. Listen to this if you want to hear us go. <laughs> it's our best Syl Sylvester Stallone impression. <laughs> Adrian! Where are you, Adrian? Oh, I'm going to have to ask you to stop now. <laughs> uh i should have never started <laughs> true to be honest true yes <laughs> well so let's move on john um the focus of this mini-sode is gonna be quite an axe grindy one because you had to introduce me to something that i wish i'd never seen nor heard um so i i'm gonna let you kind of um take the lead on this john what are we gonna be talking about this episode well, let's blame Anthony Fantano for this one because I was flipping through the old YouTubes and I happened to see something. Um, it said, Nostalgia Critics the Wall. And then there was a big not good on the thumbnail. And I didn't know what the fucking Nostalgia Critic was. So I watched this whole video. And it is actually pretty funny the way that he... Uh, uh, does the review it's just a shitty cover of another brick in the wall part two and him doing his review over the music which is quite fitting because nostalgia critic did a whole uh shitty review by doing a shitty parody of the music of the wall it's an entire um, cover album that you can buy i don't think it it's not the entire thing is it well, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it's the full length. I think they're like really shitty short parody versions of a bunch of the songs. Yeah. And uh, so I had to watch this <sighs> because I, it really picked my interest. And uh, for those of you who after... aren't in the know, because we haven't brought it up too much, John is a really, really huge Pink Floyd fan. And I was actually there with John. Uh, with a couple of other our friends, when John got his first tattoo, which is, in fact, the crossed hammers with the red and white circle from the wall movie's imagery. And, and you know, it's from the album artwork, too, I guess. But that uh, armband thing was kind of more specifically a movie image, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was specific. I mean, it's not on the album artwork it was introduced in the movie right, right. Um, oh well, and, they, they well, had the hammers the live... they had the hammers yeah. in the background of the artwork i, I didn't want to of, of the of the album right yeah yeah i mean the hammers are on the album yeah, artwork. yeah. so i didn't want to sound like i was forgetting about that aspect of it I guess. The, the specific symbol was introduced with the live uh the live show and then was made you know further used in the movie Okay, excellent. There you go. The full story from... See, folks, this is exactly what I'm talking about with John's Pink Floyd fandom. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Yeah, and I've seen Roger Waters eight times. I'm a huge fan. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, perplexing to me when I watched this. Um, especially, like, I, I, one of the weirdest things about it is the one of the first things you see is Corey Taylor playing the part of the pink fan watching the movie. And Corey Taylor, I, I lead was, singer of a new metal band, Slipknot. Okay, continue. Yes. I, I, I thought it was an odd choice, especially since uh, the nostalgia critic, Doug Walker, repeatedly shits on 
the uh, the the value of the lyrics by having one of what I consider the worst lyricists ever to star in his video. So I I I don't know if he was. I, I don't think he understands what he was doing, but uh, I thought that that was a little interesting. I mean, I, I really don't want to shit on Corey Taylor. I hate Slipknot, and I hate uh, Stone Sour with a fucking passion, but I do have to admit that I'm sure if me and Corey Taylor like hung out, we'd probably be like the best of friends. Um, he seems like an all right dude. I, He's he always really funny anything. in interviews. Yeah, he's he's funny. He, it, I, I I'd like to think in another world he wasn't in Slipknot and Stone Sour. Yeah, it kind of makes I, sense knowing that you know the clown is kind of the mastermind of that band and not him. Like he is yeah, just but, he's, he, his personality. He doesn't fit like the demented portrayal behind the mask at all. He seems like a very much a really down to earth, super nice dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the I mean the problem though is is that he is the one who writes the lyrics. Yeah, and but John, uh, you can't see California lyrics. without Marlon Brando's eyes. Yes, you're right. I can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. And of course, you, we you... all know the meaning behind. Yes, that is the that's the only way to end an argument <laughs> because there's no comeback. <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't want to shit on him personally. Like I said, I've already shit on his bands, whatever. You know, he might be the kind of guy who is like, hey, finally someone who isn't a fan of the band, we could be friends, you know? <laughs> and, oh, the other thing I have to say is, is, God damn it. Every woman I meet that like is like, you know, they they're like, oh, you're into metal. And I'm like, yeah, like a lot of it, you know, not all of it, but some of it. Then they're like, oh, Corey Taylor, I want to marry him. His lyrics are the greatest. And then I'm like, next. <laughs> it must be a Midwest um, thing. Uh, I don't think I've ever yeah, heard those. Uh, it's, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. <laughs> it really it really is a Midwest thing. A lot of ladies I meet around here just it, it's the same thing as like, you know, in 1998-99 when I would meet girls that were like Marilyn Manson is the smartest and he is so good at things and I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Good for you. Whatever." Anyway, so back to this actual thing. Yes. I uh, I watched the whole thing, Whew. and I mean, okay. So the there is the the music is terrible, and which is really, uh, it it is really sad because it was uh uh orchestrated by Rob Scallon. Um, I've seen a few of his videos. He seems like a decent dude. He's who, a talented as all. Fuck who is musician. Rob Scallon? Have you seen? There's a video going around with the uh, the. It's like breaking the guinness world record of the biggest uh pedal board oh okay is he's that him? the guitarist and that yeah oh, okay. although that one seems like a weird one to break it was just it's like okay i guess we'll get four more pedals and then we'll break that record like it was a weird record to break because it just seems like when do you stop breaking that record <laughs> right <laughs> again he seems like a decent dude he's talented the uh, the guy behind this, Doug Walker, who is the nostalgia critic, 
does not seem like a bad guy. He seems like he might be fun to hang out with. Uh, I haven't really. I got quite videos. the opposite. Like well, he's, okay, he reminds so, when I used to do stand up. He just like the way he was acting and the things that I can kind of gather that the, he thinks are really humorous. I've just met so many shitty hack stand ups like like that just seem like him. Where it's like you know you know what's really funny is when you move your hands around really a bunch and you talk really fast and make exaggerated expressions and mug like a motherfucker. Like, I just... Oh, he's just cringy to watch. You can tell yeah. he's unhinged, though, because he wears, like, a loose tie without a suit shirt. And then, like, he has a gun <laughs> in some of his pictures. So that's how you know he's he's not just some guy, normal guy. You're not going to get the normal thing from this guy. His view's a I little mean, bit askew. I, I I get that. I definitely get that vibe. I definitely get that vibe. I know exactly. I cannot argue against what you just said. I totally 100% get that from this guy. But there is a little thing in the middle where he's talking about how much work was going, went into it. The one thing I did find weird is, is he that, does say. Is, wait, the part, in the, are you sure that wasn't the part in the middle where he has like an ad for honey.com? Yeah, in that, the that's of what his I'm talking piece? about. Oh, I skipped past yeah. that. Okay, so the the ad for Honey at at the end of it, he he talks about how because there's also an ad letting you know that you can listen to the music on Spotify and Apple Music and whatever, and he talks about how much hard work came went into it, and then the weirdest part about it is when after you know you've been watching this for fifteen or twenty minutes or whatever. He says that it, he's been shitting on it this whole time, and then he says that it's a really a love letter to Pink Floyd. So that was weird. I I didn't get that part, but I mean, he did genuinely seem excited about everything. And he, it seems like once he turns off the nostalgia critic character, that he possibly could be funny. But I don't see yeah, why he not, keeps. We're not judging Doug Walker here. We're we're talking about well, his I, I'm character just saying, and his what he's right. I feel I feel bad that so much effort went into this and there are some cool visuals there are some impressive things about like it like what uh well i mean there <laughs> damn mm. you for for making me explain myself <laughs> there so i mean some of the there are animations in there that weren't ripped off from the movie that weren't you know they and then the i i did actually kind of think that it was clever that he did the whole like hashtag um he turned the the hammers into a hashtag and then brought up the fact that you know people that are pissed off about things they don't just like or like they'll they'll see something and then they'll want it canceled immediately they they can't just like be like well i didn't like that they have to you know, uh, essentially get so mad about it that they can't do anything until it's canceled or it's shut down or whatever. I there there was a part in there about that where where after in, in the 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 timeline of the movie after comfortably numb when Pink just becomes the full fascist character, they they took that time to uh, speak out against outrage culture and cancel culture. Why I thought that that was uh. I don't know, but it, yeah, it this is a misguided piece of shit. And anything you're trying to bring to light it is that it maybe it's like good is just terrible and misplaced. And 
It's like, hey, let's just talk about a hot button button issue so we also seem relevant with this random, like, hot take on the wall. Yeah. I I I, I can't disagree with it. It was you like right that there. rapper I, Tom I, McDonald who's like, you know, rapping about how everybody's hating on him, and it's just like it's like you knew your music was going to be shitty, so you wrote a bunch of songs about how everybody hates you, and then you released your shitty music, and then everybody hated you, so then your song made sense. Like, I don't know. Well, to be fair, um, I mean, a lot of good rappers have done that, too, and then people actually... And it, like, I mean, one of the things in I Am, what I... Or uh, what I say, I... What, uh, fuck what what is that eminem song oh yeah that uh what's that 20 year old hit song by eminem feel old yeah yet, john uh oh i feel super old the way i am the way i am when, when he says you know because i am whatever you say i am radio won't even play my jams but it was a fucking number one hit like every rapper does that <laughs> so yeah. your your point is invalid mister <laughs> anyway i i did think that it was clever to turn the hammers into a hashtag i'm not gonna say that i thought it was super clever but it was like a f it, it, like it, i mean in a 40 minute video which was a lot of me eye rolling and a lot of cringing and a lot of oh fuck me uh a lot of you know thinking what i, I mean i saw a lot of comments i've seen this this video has been a hot topic on youtube there's <laughs> at least 12 videos I've seen that I've just seen randomly pop up because I watched this video well, that are shitting all over this thing. It's, it's, it's irresistible to, to talk about once you see it because it's just so objectively fucking bad. Yeah, well, and the other thing, the one thing that everyone keeps bringing up, which I 100% agree with, is that most of it was not a review. Uh, I, I, I want to make clear at this point that I don't care if you hate the wall, if you think Pink Floyd is the worst band ever. Although I will say this, most of the people that I talk to, if they, you know, if we're talking about music and something gets brought up about Pink Floyd and they go, oh yeah, no, I just can't get into Pink Floyd. They're too boring. Uh, usually the next thing out of their mouth is, but have you heard of Five Finger Death Punch? Because I think they're pretty cool. <laughs> and that is 100% a serious conversation I had with a guy one time. And that almost made me never talk to him again. Oh, I, so, I get you. yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, you know, this isn't like a, you, this album is sacred. I mean, it's sacred to me, but I don't give a shit. If you don't like it, you don't get good things. I understand it's, it's, it, it's not up to me to teach you how to enjoy good stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. There was part of it that just seemed so misguided in his like just trying to rip it apart at certain points, especially in um, the parts surrounding another brick in the wall part two. His his takes on those, and it's just like, oh no, more World War Two imagery, and like it's it's it's. Are we really gonna compare school to war? Yeah, well, it's all this shit oh, that I is like literally are. so easily explainable. Well, yeah, because this and that in his life, and so he's writing about those two subjects since they happened so close to the most formative years of his life, and it's just so easily explained, you know? Exactly. Be because know, it's not I... full of shit. It's the wall is so fucking honest <laughs> in a way that it's just kind of like, how do you not get it? Like it's yeah, I. I, there, 
there are things you could actually go after like yeah like why I didn't he why didn't he rip apart the joshua tree you know on their when they did like a 25th tour like you know and big over i don't know like you know there's there's I, lots you could do with an overblown album as like that as much as i'll get flack for saying this on a podcast as i fucking love that album like there's so much you can make fun of yeah i like you too and it's okay i get the ridiculousness of that band too and they're really easy and fun to make fun of so by all means hate on it all you I, want i like what i like i i don't I don't listen to you two all the time, but you're not going to get any of that hate from me. I saw them when I was 19. They fucking ruled. So, <laughs> I mean, say what you will about Bono, but that dude can fucking perform. Like, I don't, if, if that means we have to listen to him talk about saving the world when, you know, he's or a billionaire, Nicaragua. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, all these things, you know, even if he is the biggest pile of shit. <laughs> Even if he holds the Guinness Book of World Records for being the biggest piece of shit, I can't hold it against you for liking his band. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, m most of it. There is a lot of garbage that that band made. But anyway, we're going to get way off topic because I know we could we talk are, about that well, a lot. It, isn't that our thing? Yeah, isn't but with this thing? one, I, I can off? see an especially long tangent of like, well, let's just wrap it up on you too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're well, not done. <laughs> guys, we meant to do a 35 minute episode, but then you two got brought into the fold and now it's seven hours. So you're welcome. <laughs> Here's 45 minutes of Tannis trying to defend discotech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 boy. All right. Oh, where were we? But yeah, all the, all the stuff that he was criticizing, especially in the, um, you know, Goodbye blue. It was about goodbye blue sky, and it was just and and the te the way the teacher treated them in England back then and stuff. It was just so easily explained, and him questioning it as something ridiculous that was just thrown in there to get get a reaction, like and trying yeah, and trying to say it's bad for that, like or yeah, criticizing it. I mean, he's the nostalgia critic. It's in his fucking name, so that's what he's doing, right? Yeah, I guess. He's but I mean, criticizing, that... and it's but... just ridiculous because that's all he's doing is snapping at these hot button issues, so he gets a reaction as being fucking edgy for his shitty video. Very true. There was a lot of comments. Uh, I probably read about forty comments while uh, either I might have paused and looked at some, or maybe I looked at them before I watched the video. Um. I can't remember exactly how I did it, but there was a lot of comments mentioning the fact that he doesn't get it. And sometimes, you know, that that is like a, you know, that's like a weak argument and, you know, something like this, but it is true. He did not get it. He did not get the, the, the symbolism or the, the, the stuff that was going on during the time. And he doesn't get it. You know, this is a person's actual, like, it, it, even though it's like mixed into all this crazy, you know, kind of like feelings about the whole thing. Yeah. Um. But I, I do have to say the the one redeeming moment is at the end after they've gone through the whole trial. Did you watch any of that last part where there's a conversation between Corey Taylor and the nostalgia critic? No. Uh, it's kind of funny. I kind of skipped through it, and then um, the end part, which I'll get to, really made me just. 
just want to really shit all over it. But go ahead. Well, at the very end, Corey Taylor, he goes, wait, that's it? And then the guy's like, yeah, they ended it vague. And then he goes, but I didn't even sing a song. I didn't even have a line. And uh, then he's like, this was a review, and you didn't even say which. They actually bring it up in the video that it's a review, and he didn't even actually say what he thought about it. And then the guy goes, well, it's fine. It's presented in a, you know, it's good music presented in an interesting way. So really, it I, it was almost like it was a troll to get views for shitting on something that's like deemed classic. And they even kind of call themselves out on that at the end of it, which was kind of humorous. And then they went into the SpongeBob. There you song. go. That's when I was like, wow, these people have the worst sense of humor ever. Yeah, that, that reminded I, me of all like the worst SNL sketch endings that I've seen, you know, where they just kind of like, well, that was that. And they dance off screen for whatever reason. And you're just like, what did they No, they, no, OK, we're just going to end the sketch that way instead of with a joke. Like, But you weren't expecting the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> or or what, what? How did the state do it? What the. Uh, uh, that that bicycle race from the Fran from France. Oh, <laughs> the Tour de France. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't want to go off at length and just have add yet another rage piece to the internet that's even longer than the shitty video we both had to endure. So, do you exactly. have anything else to say about Nostalgia's critics' The Wall review? No, I don't know if I'm better or worse for having watched it. I don't know if we'd be better or worse had it not existed. I, uh, it's just kind of annoying. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. I do indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm happy that I made your week worse. If oh. that means anything to you. It does. That's what friends are for, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, <clears throat> it's nice to have those reminders why I hate you so much. Every now and yeah, then. Yeah, well, it, I am good at bringing that out in everybody. If everybody could just, you know, I am going to be the reason why we have world peace one day. I'm going to unite everybody in the one thing they all have in common, and that is their extreme, burning, sensational hatred for me. <laughs> all right, and on that note, let's get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and from me. And from John, I bid you all a goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. But we will be. Re- <clears throat>